When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this is a classic college game. Now, to introduce today's game, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Hi, everybody. I'm Toby Rowland. We continue to listen back to some of the greatest moments and most entertaining radio broadcasts in Sooner history. Today, with the help of our friends at Learfield IMG College, we go back to June 3rd, 2016. In 2016, Sooner softball won its third national championship in program history. The young Sooner squad was led by sophomore ace Paige Parker and featured four freshman starters along with senior leaders Katie Self and Aaron Miller. After an early April upset loss to Kansas, the Sooners caught fire, winning 23 straight heading into the postseason. OU was seeded third overall by the NCAA selection committee and promptly rolled through the Norman Regional in three games. As the win streak continued to grow, so did the stakes. The regional title clinched a spot in the Super Regional as the Sooners rolled past Louisiana Lafayette in two games, clinching their 10th trip to the Women's College World Series in program history. Mother Nature had other plans for the Sooners in its opener against Alabama. The two teams had an extensive postseason history, having met eight previous times in the postseason. The Sooners won the regular season matchup when the two teams met in California, OU won that March meeting on a walk-off home run by Shane Knighton. That is foreshadowing. Enjoy this listen back to the first step of the 2016 WCWS Sooner Run with Chris Plank on the call. It's the Oklahoma Sooners and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Well, what do you say we try this again? Welcome back to ASA Hall of Fame Stadium. My name is Chris Plank, and this is Oklahoma Sooner softball after a long wait last night, a frustrating wait, a painstaking wait. The night was finally called a wash, pardon the pun, when the rains just failed to cease and the outfield, even if they did stop, would probably be unplayable. And let's keep in mind there was still a second game to concern ourselves with last night with LSU and Michigan still waiting to play. So we waited late into the evening and finally decided, hey, let's get this going on Friday, or maybe the proper phrasing should be 
Let's resume this on Friday. So here we are. The Alabama Crimson Tide are taking the field. Same uniforms they wore last night with the Crimson Tops. The A insignia on their left chest in white with their white numbers on the back white pants. Sooners in their white uniforms with the crimson numbers and the crimson block Oklahoma across their chest. And we will pick things up in the bottom of the second inning after Oklahoma's Paige Parker had set down the first six Crimson Tide hitters she faced. It'll be Alexis Osorio after setting down the Sooners in order in the first, facing the four, five, and six hitters in the Sooner lineup. For those who weren't with us last night, let's go ahead and run through the Riverwind Resort starting lineups. Riverwind Resort is OKC's most rewarding resort. Aaron Miller will lead off again for the Sooners. Oklahoma has been impressive since Miller moved into that leadoff spot. A record of 34-1. and This is the 36th straight game in which Miller has been a leadoff hitter. Batting second is Kaylee Clifton. Shea Knight, the Big 12 freshman of the year, is in the three-hole with Sid Romero batting cleanup. Falle of View is in the five spot, the designated player for tonight's game. Falle has been the consistent designated player for the Sooners since about the midpoint of the season. She'll bat fifth. Batting sixth is the sophomore center fielder, Nicole Penley, with Katie Self and left. Leah Wodak behind the plate, batting eighth. And Kelsey Arnold is hitting ninth, the Sooners shortstop. Here's how the Crimson Tide will set up defensively. At third is the redshirt sophomore. Peyton Grantham. Their shortstop is Sidney Booker with Chandler Dare at second and the ever-dangerous Leona Lafaele over at first. And behind the plate is the reliable freshman Reagan Dykes. From left to center, it is Callie Case in left field with the standout center fielder Haley McClinney. And in right is the athletic Andrea Hawkins. Here we go. We'll get to that O'Connor Lawn and Gardens weather report in just a bit, but here's the good news. The sun is shining, and the first pitch in the bottom of the second inning is fouled straight back for Sidney Romero. And that rolls all the way to the awning that overhangs behind home plate. We mentioned the weather was the big story last night. It is 76 degrees here at first pitch. It is absolutely gorgeous right now. As the 0-1 pitch is popped into shallow right field, ranging out as the second baseman, Dare, who makes the catch, and there is one away here in the second for the Sooners. Winds are out of the east-southeast at four miles per hour, and the precipitation chances have diminished to 30% after some rain during the day. Are they going to say an illegal pitch? Yes. They called an illegal pitch, so Sid Romero will get a do-over. And Patrick Murphy is walking out to the circle to get a clarification right now. And, in fact, he's going to head over and talk to the third-base umpire, Craig High. An illegal pitch was called on Alexis Osorio. We saw this happen during the Super Regional game quite a bit against Louisiana Lafayette. I believe there were four total illegal pitches. And as we watch the replay here, without a doubt, she hopped up with that right foot. Not much, but just enough for the umpire to see it. So it'll be a one ball and one strike count. We'll continue with the weather forecast after this 1-1 pitch, which has given Sid Romero new life. It's headed home. A bunt attempt is fouled straight back. A ball and two strikes. 
The rain stopped as soon as they called the game last night. I'm not kidding. They kept the field covered all night long. All the puddling has since subsided, and we have not had any more precipitation here in Oklahoma City, despite the fact it was raining most of the morning in Norman. Romero is ready for the 1-2 pitch. Osorio brings it home. Off-speed line shot. One hops to shortstop, drops it, picks it up, throws. Got it. One away. Good job by Booker to stay with that and get the speedy Romero. There's one out. Weather is brought to you by O'Connor's Lawn and Garden for a guaranteed low price and award-winning customer service. Visit O'Connor's today just east of Quail Springs Mall. Here's the left-handed hitting freshman, Fale of View. Has been hitting the ball well in the postseason. The first pitch, pop foul and out of play. How do the Sooners handle the rain delay and the extra time today? Well, they actually spent most of it, at least the rain delay last night, underneath the stadium in the locker room, hanging out, having fun. Alabama chose to dance in the rain outside of the dugout. The 0-1 pitch to a view is outside for a ball, 1-1. One one. The team today took a trip to the outlet mall to kind of kill some time and arrived about two and a half hours, or two hours, excuse me, before the 6 o'clock first pitch. The 1-1 pitch is up and away for a ball, 2-1. So, Patty Gasso, no stranger to dealing with rain delays, nor is Sooner assistant coach Melissa Lombardi, who's over in the first base coach's box. And neither are these two teams. As the 2-1 pitch to a view is fouled straight back into the crowd. Look out, hot shot. That actually bounced off the concrete and ricocheted up about 10 rows. When the rain didn't subside and we called the game, the eerie similarities of what happened here in 2012 could subside as the 2-2 pitch heads home to a view. Swing and a miss, strike three. There's two away. And Osorio just blew that right by a view. There's two outs for Nicole Pinner. Played umpire, heads over to get a new set of balls. Umpire introductions tonight brought to you by the Inner Urban Restaurant. Same group we had last night. There is really no change at all with Mike Bartling behind the plate, Chris Drum over at first, and Craig Hyde at third. Pinley digs in. They are in at the corners with Grantham at third. Lafayette over at first. The first pitch is on the outside corner. No, just missed ball one. For our local affiliates, not to try and forecast anything that might happen here with Pinley, but since there are two outs, our next break will be local break number seven. We are picking this up right where we left off last night. The 1-0. Outside for a ball, 2-0. So local break number seven will be our first break we take here when the Sooners are retired in the bottom of the second. This team has been known for their two-out rallies. The 2-0 to Pinley. That's a good way to get it started. Outside ball three. It's real interesting, and I know we only have five hitters now to kind of draw some experience from. But keep in mind, Osorio did walk Clifton in the first inning last night. But when Osorio falls behind on the count, the entire infield comes to the circle to kind of give her a little pep talk. Ball four. Misses outside. And the Sooners have a base runner for the second straight inning. 
And here's the scorching hot Katie Self. Katie Self has been on fire so far in the postseason. And did a lot of the damage with two outs. Self digs in with a runner at first and two outs in a scoreless game to pitch. Fastball right by Katie, strike one. That was some absolute gas from Osorio. And Katie Self was well behind. See if she can bounce back here. Behind on the count, no balls and one strike with a runner at first. The pitch, and for a strike, 0-2. Now Katie has a lot of work to do. We'll run through the schedule as the game rolls on as everything has essentially been pushed back a day. In a roundabout way, the 0-2 to sell. Swing and a miss, strike three, and that was too easy. That is the fourth strikeout of the game for Osorio. And for the second straight inning, the Sooners get a base runner and aren't able to do anything with it. Thanks to our buddy Preston Beeler back in studio. He stayed with us all night long and never abandoned his post. So a tough night last night for everybody involved. I think we made it kind of clear for those who stayed with us the frustration of really not getting updates and understanding what was going on and the tarp was pulled at one point and then it was put back on so uh, a night of frustration has led to an absolutely picture perfect evening here for softball this sold out crowd is ready for two OU Alabama game one of two with LSU and Michigan coming up as soon as we're done log on to Soonersports.com for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club Presented by OGE and brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors, Subway, and OU Children's Hospital. Here's how the Sooners line up defensively as Leah Wodak behind the plate fires it down to second base to get ready here in the third. Shea Knighton back at first with Clifton at second. Kelsey Arnold, the Holland Hall product, is at short with Sid Romero at third. Katie Self in left, Nicole Pinley in center and Aaron Miller in right. Quickly through the Alabama Crimson Tide lineup, Haley McClinney leads off, followed by Chandler Dell. Liana Lafaele bats third at first base. The cleanup hitter is Peyton Grantham. With Reagan Dykes batting fifth, the catcher. Demi Turner, the designated player, the sixth spot. It's Andrea Hawkins who will lead off this inning, batting seventh, followed by Sidney Booker, the shortstop, and Callie Case, the left fielder. The 18th year head coach, national champion in 2012, Patrick Murphy is coaching at third. And I believe that's Allison Habits in the first base coach's box. So here we go. In tight is Sid Romero over at third. My goodness, as in as she's been, as is Knighton at first. The pitch from Parker is high for a ball. As Melissa Lombardi has told us all season long, one of the keys for the Sooners is to jump out early. She likes to be ahead of the count. Ball's behind here, a ball and no strikes. The 1-0, little pop-up foul behind home plate. It'll hit the net and roll back down. They were lined up to get in. Here to Oklahoma City, they... Didn't open the gates until 5 o'clock, which I found kind of interesting because they probably, based on the crowd that was here when we pulled up at about 3.30, they probably could have opened it up and had this place filled by about then. 
Parker brings home the 1-1 pitch. Lefty on lefty matchup. It's popped up on the infield. Sid Romero calls for it. Is perfectly positioned. Makes the catch. And it's 7 up. 7 down for Alabama. And here comes the shortstop, Sidney Booker. I mean, Sid Romero could not have been positioned any more perfectly than where she was on the infield. Booker, the shortstop, digs in. Right-handed hitting. Inside corner, strike one. There you go, jumping on top of it. Not the most impressive numbers for Booker, hitting just 244 on the season. More of a defensive shortstop. The 0-1 pitch is low for a ball, 1-1. One and one. She moved to shortstop after starting the season at third base. 1-1 one, one pitch. High for a ball. That was close. Two balls and a strike. And is making her 48th start of the season. Has started every game for Alabama since March 11th in their trip to the Bayou against LSU. Here's the 2-1 to Booker. It's in for a strike. Two balls and two strikes. Sooner's not in as tight against Booker. A native of Madison, Alabama. Crowd comes to life. The 2-2 pitch. Little looper into shallow right field. Could be trouble racing in as Miller. It falls between her and Clifton. Rounding first and heading towards second. And getting there safely is Booker. And this game has its first hit on a little dump shot over Clifton's head and right in front of Aaron Miller. And, oh, Kelly Clifton just about had that as we watch the replay here in the booth. No chance, I think, for Aaron Miller to get there as deep as she was playing. And here's Callie Case. Case, the left-handed hitting left fielder. Native of Sewanee, Georgia. The first pitch is fouled straight back. She had a good beat on that. Strike one. And you don't want Haley McClinney hitting with runners in base. On base, excuse me. And she might just get that opportunity. Case digs back in. A lefty-on-lefty -lefty matchup. The pitch with a runner at second is skied high foul and out of play. Parker is ahead on the count here. No balls and two strikes. Auburn, as Patrick Murphy now, is going to have a conversation with his senior utility player who has found a home in left field. Auburn and Georgia will have to wait until tomorrow to finally get things underway. After both teams advanced with wins here yesterday morning. They were originally slated to play tonight. With Friday being the off day for a team that lost. The 0-2 pitch is a nasty off-speed offering. Swing and a miss. Strike three and there's two outs. Second strike out of the game for Paige Parker. And Case had no chance on that outside off-speed pitch. And there's two outs for the ever-dangerous Haley McClinney. You name it. Haley McClinney, in some way, shape, or form, has a piece of the Alabama record book. 
The Alabama career leader in batting average, on base percentage, walks and triples, second in career runs scored and scoring percentage. The pitch popped up on the infield. Sid ranges over and makes the catch. Oh, what a big out for the Sooners with a runner in scoring position. And McClinney pops out to end the inning. That was big. We head to the bottom of the third inning. Oklahoma and Alabama are scoreless. You're reliving history. More of this classic college game next from Learfield IMG College. This classic Sooner broadcast is brought to you in part by Buick and GMC. Buick and GMC. We're here to help. The best chicken finger meals are served hot, fast, and fresh just for you. And that is exactly what you get at Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Restaurants are open and ready to serve you through drive-thru or takeout. One love. At Mercy, your life is our life's work. From Learfield IMG College, welcome back to this classic college game. To the bottom of the third we go. Oklahoma and Alabama are scoreless. The Sooners will send their 8-9-1 hitters in Wodak, Arnold, and Miller. You have no idea, well, maybe you do, how big it is to retire McClinney, who has been an absolute problem since the postseason started, including the SEC tournament. She has had multi-hit games in three of the last six contests for Bama and has consistently found herself on base. The Sooners so far have done a good job of keeping her off the base paths as she is 0 for her first two. And that is a big storyline developing here as Oklahoma and Alabama are scoreless. What has already happened in the College World Series? Well, we've seen Auburn advance. They beat Georgia, or excuse me, Georgia advanced. They beat Florida State in the first game yesterday, 5-4. And then Auburn absolutely smoked UCLA, 10-3. Those two teams will face off tomorrow at 6 o'clock, a game that will be televised on ESPN2. Here's Leah Wodak. The first pitch to the right-handed hitting catcher is high and away from a for a ball from Alexis Osorio. Wodak started the season as the Sooner everyday left fielder and made the transition to catcher. And hasn't looked back since. The 1-0 is inside for a ball, 2-1-0. And we mentioned how Katie Self has really seemed to find another level in the postseason. Go ahead and add Leah Wodak to that list as well, too. Here's the 2-0. Oh, swing and a miss, strike one. Wodak thought she had a good pitch to go after and missed that one entirely. The last five games, Wodak has four RBIs for the Sooners and is hitting 357. She's been fire in the postseason. The 2-1 pitch, that's in for a strike. Two balls and two strikes, and Osorio has worked her way back. For a time, it was a struggle for Wodak, getting used to the responsibilities of being behind the plate. She struggled at the plate for a bit. Once she got adjusted, she has been back to her early season form. There's a little looper to right field, but it's not going to get out far enough as the second baseman, Dare, ranges a couple steps back. 
and makes the catch, and there's one away. Tonight is the 40th game this year that Leah Wodak has started behind the plate. And that is 40 straight for Leah behind the plate. Here's Kelsey Arnold, the Sooner shortstop. No one else has played shortstop for the Sooners this year outside of Kelsey. She lays down a bunt right back to Osario, who gloves throws and got it. And that drew a fist pump from Lafaele. It was a beautifully played ball by Osorio as she bounced off the circle and had to make one step. Kelsey may have hit that one a little bit too hard. And here's Aaron Miller, the Sooner right fielder who in her first at bat struck out. Miller digs in from the left side of the plate. The first pitch to Aaron is in for a strike on the outside corner, and Osorio jumping on top here in the third inning, unlike she did in the first two. Oh, one count. Miller shows bunt. Osorio brings it home, swing and a miss, and Aaron's behind on the count, no balls and two strikes. Scoreless game, bottom of the third inning. The only hit belongs to Alabama. This is eerily similar to what happened in the early matchup between these two teams. No balls, two strikes. Osorio brings it home. Miller swings and misses, strike three. A fist pump from Dykes, and the Sooners go down in order again in the bottom of the third inning. Oklahoma and Alabama are scoreless. Joining us the broadcast now is Soonersports.tv's Jessica Cootie. She's been here for a few of these Women's College World Series battles, haven't she? Yeah, I have. Been, man, going back to uh, when they first made it, uh, when they first got back here with when Kehlani and, and Jessica Schultz and them were uh, sophomores. I was here that year. So uh, it's been uh, awesome to kind of be around here throughout this this latest run for Oklahoma softball. What an atmosphere. Yeah, this is a great atmosphere. This is my first time that I've ever been out here. So it's been... Really? Yeah, the challenge to find parking was strike one for me. But uh, then once I figured that out, yeah. what an awesome you atmosphere. You say you're with media and they let you in. doesn't really work that way uh, whenever you're not as patient as I am. You know, you can't just park your car too either in the street. <laughs> Sooner Softball is brought to you by Bud Light and reminds fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light. Uh, Oklahoma so far hasn't really been able to figure out Alexis Osorio, but just the good news is they've kind of struggled trying to figure out Paige Parker as well, too, has in Alabama. Yeah, boy, and, and I think you talked about it before, but she looked so good yesterday starting the game. So anxious to see how she picks it back up. Leading off for Alabama will be Chandler Dare. The second baseman looped one out to shortstop in the first inning. Oklahoma and Alabama are scoreless. We're in the top of the fourth inning. Sooners the home team, much like they were when these two teams met earlier this season out in Fullerton. The first pitch is high for a ball. You were bringing up a good point earlier, too, about 2012 and the rain delay and how that might have been something that helped spur Alabama to a national championship when they came from behind after the rains came. 1-0 pitch from Parker popped into shallow left field. Should be easy, though, for Katie Self, who ranges over and makes a catch in foul territory, and there's one away. Yeah, it was funny. My timeline on Twitter uh, the other night or last night was flooded with people saying, oh, this brings back nightmares. <laughs> so I think everybody was glad it ended up 
getting called yesterday. Here's Leona Lafaele. Flight out to center field in her first at bat back in the first inning. Yeah, that was uh, 2012 when Oklahoma had a game pretty much in control. Four runs mm -hmm. early. A game that was delayed by rain a couple of hours to begin with as the first pitch to Lafaele is low for a ball. And then when that second rain delay came about the fourth inning, Alabama found new life. That's hopefully not the case here right? <laughs> with an extra day. You know, and they were dancing out in the rain like they were last night. So that must have been why they stayed out here last night. 1-0 pitch is fouled straight back. If there wasn't a net there, we might have had a play on that. <laughs> a ball and a strike. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. We were, we were debating whether or not it showed maybe a sense of being too loose or maybe almost being too young, but... It's probably Tradition. a superstition thing. Yeah. Last time they did that. The 1-1. Lafayette is low for a ball. 2-1-1. Merrill at third is just about even with the bag. She moves in a step when the pitch is thrown. Lafayette is really not someone you would worry about laying down a bunt. You might worry more about her putting one over the center field wall. The 2-1 pitch is an off-speed offering that's low for a ball. 3-1. Jess and I taped a TV show today. We were talking about the great athletes in individual sports, and we couldn't help but talk about Paige Parker and the job that she's done this year. Yeah, we went impressive. a little long with Paige, I think, <laughs> in what we were allotted 20 seconds. The 3-1 pitch is popped fouling out of play, three balls and two strikes. I will say from our perspective, it's always kind of weird, and I don't know if you're blocked by this, but when there's a pop foul, you look up and you see the camera guys that are standing yeah. on the roof. Like, what are they doing up there? Hopefully they have harnesses on. <laughs> I don't think they do. No, thank you. I'm afraid no, of heights. No, I would not. I, this is almost <laughs> a little bit too high for me right now. <laughs> Here's the 3-2 pitch from Parker. Pop foul again. Ooh, right at that <laughs> photographer. And that rolls down the netting back to the field of play. They're laughing. He jumped a little bit up there. I don't think I blame him. What a scene here. There's not a seat to be found anywhere. Even in the press box, right? Right. <laughs> Three balls, two strikes. Parker stares in. In a scoreless game, she brings it home. Pop foul. Lafaele did well just to stay alive on that pitch. Hey, that actually popped up, and the photographer made a catch. That's impressive. Might be the most airtime they've received in a while. Parker digs back in. Don't get too caught up in the rankings. The three next to Alabama are the three next to OU, the eight next to Alabama. Kind of irrelevant. Three-two pitch foul straight back especially when you consider the highest-seeded team left, might be the most impressive so far in what Georgia has done. So I wouldn't find myself getting too caught up in that by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, it's about getting hot at the right time, and there's a few teams that, that have found that hot streak at the right time. 27 straight for Oklahoma. Will it continue tonight? The 3-2 pitch from Parker. Swing and a miss, strike three. Big out, two outs as Lafaele goes down for the second straight at bat. And for Parker, that is her third strikeout of the game. And here's the red shirt sophomore, Peyton Grantham. That was an impressive at bat for Parker. And battling with the ever dangerous Lafaela. Doesn't get any easier here with Grantham. The first pitch is fouled straight back, strike one. I think it was pretty impressive that, you know, she was able to battle Paige that long because, you know, we've heard numerous times that once Paige gets ahead, it's it's... You're uh, almost a guaranteed out. And a 
Good job in getting that in the last at bat for Parker. Needed that out big time. The 0-1 pitch is in for a strike. No balls and two strikes. Grantham, by the way, the last time Oklahoma faced off against Alabama back on March 19th was 0 for 3. Was a strikeout victim once. She grounded out to third in her first at bat. Here's the 0-2 pitch popped up. Is it going to get out of play? Just does. Takes a bounce right behind the Alabama dugout into about the third row. And we'll do the 0-2 pitch again. Sun is a bit of a factor if you're Aaron Miller out in right field. Not so much, I think, or I, it doesn't appear to be, for Nicole Penley in center. Pop flies to right field with the sun kind of peeking out behind the clouds. Could be a problem for the senior from Jinx in right field. Here's the 0-2 from Parker. Just missed outside for a ball, 1-2. and two. The Sooners are basically playing Grantham straight away. There is no logo on the center field grass either to kind of help Henley determine... Wish you can line up like you have it. Marita Hines field. The one two is a swing and a miss. Strike three on a high fastball. Back to back strikeouts by Paige Parker in Alabama. Goes in order in the top of the fourth inning. We head to the bottom of the fourth. Oklahoma and Alabama are scoreless. You're reliving history. More of this classic college game next from Learfield IMG College. You're listening to another Sooner Classic. Brought to you in part by. Metroplex Electric, we can be your electrician. The One Pass and Kids Club membership gives you general admission access to all OU home baseball, women's basketball, men's and women's gymnastics, soccer, volleyball, and wrestling events, plus non-conference men's basketball and select softball games. Visit Soonersports.com for more information on the One Pass and Kids Club membership. Loves travel stops, clean places, friendly faces. From Learfield IMG College, welcome back to this classic college game. Sooners need a hit. Osorio has held the Sooners without a hit. And again, I'll go back to this quite a bit, but it's eerily similar to when these two teams met in March, Jess, because the Sooners were no hit until the seventh in that game. Alabama has the game's only hit, and it'll be the two, three, and four hitters for the Sooners, Clifton, Knighton, and Romero. You had your first chance to talk to Kaylee Clifton this week, didn't you? Well, I talked to her earlier when I did the freshman piece and then got to talk to her again, um, talking about the, the wall tradition, how they removed the wall, and, of course, the Oklahoma kid. She has said it's a dream come true to get to do it. So I didn't know it happened that quick. I was the last one out there. She said, next time I'll know. I, I need to start sprinting out there immediately. <laughs> The video, if you haven't seen it yet, is on Soonersports.tv, and it kind of lays out, for those not familiar with the tradition, of taking down the panel on the right center field wall because that's the spot where they want the trip to the Women's College World Series put on the wall for eternity. And it was something that started with, what, the 2012 team, if I remember the story correctly? And, you know, they used to have the individual panels that right. had the World Series appearances. So, you know, it had been a while since they had been back. And so Coach Gasso told the team, it was Kaylani and Jessica Schultz, it was, uh, I believe, their sophomore years when it started. But the, the panel actually was was removed during their junior year. But they would run out every single day and touch the panel that, uh, you know, they wanted to, to leave their mark, get that emblem put on there from the World Series. And so then once they did, she, Jessica said it, Schultz said it was just 
effortless, like seamless. Like we all just kind of <laughs> did it, just ran out there and just ripped that panel off. I, t I tweeted at Kehlani and said, it's gotten a little smoother since you guys first started it back in 2012. They know how to get it off now. A rather long interview with Holly Rowe and Patrick Murphy has finally come to an end, and Kaylee Clifton digs in against Alexis Osorio. The first pitch is a swing and a miss, strike one. My goodness. That was straight gas from Osorio. It's been pretty cool to see the just the respect between both these programs, you know, here this week. It, you could see it in the press conference. Mm -hmm. It was great to see. Patrick Murphy and... Coach Gasso, good friends. As the 0-1 pitch is in for a strike, 0-2. I think it, it, you would compare it to how she described her relationship with the Louisiana Lafayette coach, which was, hey, when we step on the diamond, when we step on the field, you know, we're, we're, we're competitors and we're going after each other, but tons of mutual respect, not just between these two programs, without a doubt between these two coaching staffs. The 0-2 to Clifton is high for a ball. I think you played it in your, your podcast this week when you know he was saying that, um, you know, both these programs do it the right way, and, and it's about family, and, and so it's kind of almost similar uh, programs and how they're ran. No question. Similar colors, too. Does that count? <laughs> Here's the one two to Clifton. Fouled it straight back, stayed alive. Kaylee, one of two base runners the Sooners have had. She walked back in the first inning. That's where it's kind of a difficult, even though it's a little bit of a different shade of red. Walked back in the first inning 24 hours ago. 24 <laughs> hours ago from now, as a matter of fact, it was when the tarp came on the field and we were concerned that we weren't going to play, and we were right. At least in this case, we're already in the bottom of the fourth inning of a scoreless game. The 1-2, swing and a miss, strike three. One away. Sixth strikeout of the game for Osorio. Pretty quiet crowd right now. Yeah, and that's what I was just going to bring up. It's almost as if everyone has been kind of resigned to their seats because neither offense has done much to get them up off of it yet. And that's a credit and to the pitchers. Yeah. Nervous too, I think. <laughs> and you're nervous because you realize that you've got a really good team waiting potentially in the loser's bracket if you lose. The first pitch tonight is in for a strike. I mean, Michigan and LSU still have yet to play. LSU, what a comeback they had against James Madison to win that super regional. And Michigan, what a comeback they had in the seventh inning to come back and beat Missouri and not play a third game in their Super Regional. Two really good teams waiting to play. The 0-1, swing and a miss, strike two. And I, I don't know of the most positive way to put this, but the Sooners are not even close to catching up with Osorio's fastball right now. No balls, two strikes tonight. This is eerily similar what we saw back in March. Hopefully Knight can get hold of one here. She doesn't. Takes it high for a ball, one and two. Now that they've seen him a few times, they've got to think they'll start catching Absolutely. up to it and getting a little bit more familiar with, with what she's throwing. And that's one of the great challenges with Alexis Osorio is her rise ball looks like a strike all the way until you swing at it. The one, two. Swing and a miss, strike three, two away. Three straight strikeouts for Osorio. And that'll bring Sidney Romero. Who, with one out in the seventh inning, when these two teams met on March 19th in Fullerton, grounded a single back up the middle that set the stage for the walk-off home run by Shea Knight. Maybe she can get a two-out rally going here for the Sooners. In a scoreless game in the fourth, the pitch from Osorio is in for a strike. Mm. Alexis Osorio is jumping on top of hitters, similar to the way that Paige Parker has for Oklahoma. We've got ourselves a good old-fashioned pitcher's duel here in a scoreless game in the bottom of the fourth. The 0-1 to Sid. Oh, my goodness, Sid. What are you doing? Swing and a miss. 
on a ball well out of the strike zone. Patty Gasso walks down and chats with Sid Romero. That was very non-Sid Romero-like. She's behind on the count here. No balls and two strikes. The pitch. She ropes one to right center field, but right at the right fielder. Hawkins, who ranges over and makes the catch on the exact same swing, a tomahawk chop that Got she a piece swung of it, though. through a high fastball the time before. That might be a good sign going forward. We head to the fifth inning already. Wow, Oklahoma and Alabama are scoreless. You're reliving history. More of this classic college game next from Learfield IMG College. You're listening to another Sooner Classic, brought to you in part by AT&T, America's Best Network. Support our local restaurant partners at Soonersports.com. Your one-stop shop with hours, services, and online order links. Even in these uncertain times, your Oklahoma Chick-fil-A restaurants are here to serve you. Dining rooms are closed, but where possible, you can still order from the drive-thru, the Chick-fil-A app, or from DoorDash. From Learfield IMG College, welcome back to this classic college game. Sooners take the field here in the fifth inning in a scoreless game. Sooner crowd makes some noise. First opportunity they've had to do so. And why? Because camera's on. So why not? <laughs> it's been a rather quiet crowd, though a sold-out capacity crowd here at ASA Hall of Fame Stadium and OGE Energy Field. Jessica Cootie has joined us. I'm Chris Plank. Paige Parker has looked the part so far. Alabama has just one hit. But Parker has struck out four Crimson Tide and is working on a streak of two straight strikeouts and having set down the last four hitters she faced, the only hit for Alabama was a bloop shot over the head of Kaylee Clifton that ended up being a double after the hustle of Sidney Booker to stretch it to second base. So the Oklahoma defense, which has been on point all season long, has looked the part so far here tonight. And I don't think we can say, Jess, if, if one team has an advantage over the other with how they've handled the, the, the rain delay. Both right. teams look like they handled it well. Or rain out, I guess I should say, postponement. Yeah, it's just kind of like what you said going into break. It's a good old-fashioned pitcher's duel here. <laughs> Both pitchers are bringing it. One cool note about tonight, Mark Emmert, president of the NCAA, is here. We just interviewed him on ESPN. The first pitch to Reagan Dykes, the catcher, is low for a ball. Dykes, the junior out of Tuscaloosa, has had quite a postseason. She is hitting 400 in the postseason for Alabama. She was one for three against the Sooners when these two teams met back in March. 1-0 pitch from Parker. That ball's ripped into left center field. That's going to be extra bases. Rounding first and heading towards second is Dykes. Pinley plays it off the wall and gets it back in. And standing up at second base with a leadoff double is Reagan Dykes. And that was the best bat-to-ball contact we've had all game long. Parker, unfortunately, kept it up in the strike zone, and Dykes made her pay. It looks like we'll have a pinch runner here for Alabama as they will go with Rachel Bobo to pinch run here. So Bobo gets the call as the pinch runner, and you hear the crowd making noise for Dykes. As Bobo, the sophomore out of Seabrook, Texas, one of a handful of Texas natives. She's been their constant pinch runner this season. 
much like Reagan Rogers is for Oklahoma. Here's Demi Turner. Might be a bunting situation for the designated player. She bunts it foul behind home plate for strike one. Boy, Turner, a second-team All-SEC selection, was also on the SEC All-Freshman team. The Madison, Alabama native has had quite a season. She digs back in on the left side of the plate. She'd be bunting again with one strike and a runner at second. Bobo the pinch runner, the pitch. Lays down a beauty of a bunt. Romero, gloves throws to first to get Turner. But the sacrifice advances Dykes to third. And for the first time tonight, we have a runner in scoring position for, or excuse me, we have a runner at third base. For either team, Oklahoma hasn't had a runner advance to second yet. Alabama has the pinch runner Bobo at third for their designated, or excuse me, for their right fielder. Andrea Hawkins maybe, as it looks as if Patrick Murphy is going to have a conversation with his first base coach about a pinch hitter here maybe. This is unique. I don't know if I've, I have not seen this. Yeah, it looks like they're going to use a pinch hitter here. Yeah, that was obviously what Alabama, Alabama wanted there in that situation, but just ne the defense of Oklahoma just never ceased to amaze me. I mean, even that play from Sydney Romero is still just effortless. Well, Hawkins, I mean, she's not a she's got a 382 average. So now they're gonna they're gonna go to the bench here. And kind of a unique spot for a pinch hitter. But they'll go with Caroline Hardy as their pinch hitter. Hawkins at 382 average. That must show you the kind of confidence that they have in Hardy, the freshman out of Estavia Hills, Alabama, who has only been a pinch hitter a majority of the season. What a unique call this is. It's a big situation. Call, call it a freshman. hunch, I guess, too. The last hit came against Cal in the regionals, the first pitch. Swing and a miss, and she wasn't even close to that. Strike one. She has a 217 average this season. And only has one hit. I'll make that two in the month of May. By the way, it's June already. Here's the 0-1 from Parker. Fouled straight back. Page is ahead on the count. No balls and two strikes. Boy, this was a very interesting decision here to go with Hardy. Who only has 46 at bats and is a true freshman with a runner at third and one out. The 0-2 pitch, high ball one. By the way, Sydney Booker, the shortstop, waits on deck. She doubled for Alabama back in the third inning. And Patrick Murphy rolling the dice here. A ball and two strikes. Murphy did not play against Oklahoma. The pitch is an off-speed offering, a swing and a miss, strike three. Wow, what a pitch. A nasty pitch from Paige Parker. And Patrick Murphy rolled the dice, and it didn't work. Insert your own analogy from a gambling perspective there, but that was a bad call. 
And now there's two outs for Sydney Booker. Don't rest here. She doubled her last time up. The pitch from Parker. In for a strike. What a big strikeout of Caroline Hardy by Paige Parker. With a runner at third and only one out. These were the types of situations that Parker was consistently pitching herself out of down the stretch of the season during the Sooners' 27-game winning streak, though this ball is roped to center field, but right at Pinley, who makes the catch, and the side is retired. Deep breath there. Alabama puts a runner at third with one out and can't bring him home. Paige Parker dominant. We roll on to the bottom of the fifth inning. Oklahoma and Alabama are scoreless. The Sooners will sit there, uh, send their five, six, and seven hitters against Alexis Osorio, who has no hit the Sooners so far. Jessica Cootie has joined us in the booth. I'm Chris Plank. Thanks for spending your Friday evening Sooner softball in the Women's College World Series. Something's got to give here, right? At some point, Something. gotta something's got to give. Or Michigan and uh, LSU might be playing tomorrow. <laughs> you might be pushing it back another day. Good stat that's on the scoreboard right now. Alabama has allowed just four runs in five games so far in the NCAA tournament. And much like Paige Parker, Alexis Osorio has pretty much gone the whole way. I wonder about fatigue, though, based on getting last night off for the most part. Both have had tons of rest. Here's Fall A of you. The first pitch to Fall A is outside for a ball. A view struck out her first at bat. She took over essentially as the everyday designated player for the Sooners on April 10th to the Sunday win over the Baylor Bears in Waco. Here's the 1 0 pitch. Swing and a miss. Fall they chased a high fastball, a ball and a strike. You know, you hear, maybe a high rise ball, excuse me. You hear often about how hard it is to, to just hit, and I think that speaks a lot about Follet, a freshman, being able to, to just be the designated player. 364 average so far this season. The best Sooner power hitter at Marita Hines Field. The 1-1 is up and away for a ball, 2-1. During that series against Baylor, April 8, 9th, and 10, might have been one of the more exciting weekends for Sooner softball. There were three different designated players. The 2-1 pitch, ball A takes it. High ball three. Macy Hatfield got the start on Friday. Tori Nerschel got the call on Saturday after hitting a home run on Friday night. And then Fale of you got the call on Sunday, and she hasn't been out of the lineup since. The 3-1 pitch to the Sooner freshman. Popped up foul and out of play into the stands. To the Sooner cheering section, and the count goes full. You see up there, she's an all-Big 12 freshman team. Uh, was that the all-OU team, the <laughs> freshman team? The freshman team could have been every single Oklahoma player. That is a freshman. <laughs> think about it there. Two, three, four, five hitters, all freshmen. The 3 2 pitch to a view. Popped up foul and out of play towards us. Uh, popped off an LSU fan's hands. Got to make that play. You know what's crazy to think about is that OU's been here five out of the last six years, and there's really only two players that have been here in, in Katie Self and Aaron Miller. And, you know, Katie Self didn't play that one year yep. that they came because she was hurt. So you really are only looking at Aaron Miller that's, that's played on this field. Absolutely. And the first year Aaron came, she was just a pinch runner. The 3-2 pitch is ripped right at the left field. It didn't even have to move. And Case makes the catch, and there's one away. That was the second-best bat-to-ball contact the Sooners have had 
Maybe they're starting to get a beat after Romero's line shot to right field her last at bat. And what Fale of you did there, one away for Nicole Penley, who walked her last time up. I was going to say, it's got to be a positive that they're, they're getting a hold of it now. You know, it, it's interesting that we're getting excited about contact because that wasn't happening the last <laughs> time they faced Osorio. She struck out 12 straight Sooners at one point and had 13 strikeouts for the game. So this is definitely a positive. The first pitch to Pinley is high for a ball. You know, another Sooner that, that hadn't been here as a, as a coach is JT. He's yeah. obviously grown up here, but have you talked much to him about, about his first experience? He's pretty, uh, pretty low-key. I don't think he'll let you know one way or the other. <laughs> I, I think he'll, he'll let us know how excited he is once the season is over. It's got to be a cool experience. Oh, him. absolutely. The 1-0 pitch is in for a strike. And to do it not just in his and Andrea's first season, but also in a season where the expectations, I mean, for what Sooner softball has consistently expectation-wise, they weren't necessarily there. there. Right. There wasn't a thought that this could be a World Series team with so much youth. He's done just a phenomenal job. 1-1 one, one pitch is fouled straight back, and Nicole Pinley is behind on the count of ball and two strikes. He doesn't really have, I think JT would even tell you this, he doesn't really have a JT Gasso style, except swing hard, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a phenomenal approach. Let's go up there and swing hard. Ball and two strikes. I think Let's, it's worked. Oh, so far. The one-two pitch. That's just off the outside corner. Two balls and two strikes. Been a bit of a struggle over the last three games for Nicole Pinley. She just won for her last 12 now. Or excuse me, one for her last 11. But had quite a stretch in the regional for Oklahoma including a bomb that still hasn't landed yet against Ole Miss. The 2-2 is the worst pitch that Osorio has thrown all game long. That thing would have been behind a batter in the right-handed side of the batter's box. It's ball three, and it concerned the catcher Dykes enough that she jogs out to the circle, and the entire infield joins her. This has been a consistent theme when Alabama has any meeting in the circle. Everybody comes together. The home plate umpire, Mike Bartling, rather quick to get out there and break this up, or at least get a clarification of why everyone is there. But it hasn't stopped the meeting yet. They're still circled with Bartlett kind of, or Bartling, excuse me, kind of watching, and now that breaks up. And Pinley will dig back in, a full count, and one out here in a scoreless game in the bottom of the fifth inning. Yo, you chants are coming. Crowd coming to life. You get the sense, whoever blinks first comes away with a win. Here's the 3-2 pitch. High ball four. Second straight walk for Nicole Pinley. And the Sooners have a base runner for the first time since Nicole Pinley in the second inning. And it's only the second base runner the Sooners have had. Well, they've only had three. But it's the second time the Sooners have had a base runner with less than two outs. The last time, Kaylee Clifton was thrown out stealing in the first. Could Nicole Pinley be in motion here? She is six for seven in stolen base opportunities this season. They are in tight. At third is Grantham for Katie Self. The first pitch to the senior is high for a ball. Good job by Katie Self. There is one thing to watch an eye on. Keep an ear on, I guess, for our radio listeners. It's how 
The Sooners are getting a little bit deeper in their stance. You might notice a little bit of a lower squat. 1-0 pitch to sell. Squats down low, takes it high ball too. I think that is one thing that JT does ex exceptionally well is it scouts the, the pitchers, and you've seen that consistently throughout the postseason, throughout the year, is that they kind of know their tendencies and, and what kind of makes them uncomfortable, and you see them take advantage of that. And that's going to bring a trip to the mound for the first time from Alabama's pitching coach as JT will now huddle up as Alabama, you get the sense for maybe the first time this game, Osorio a bit on the ropes. They did just have some people run in from the, the bullpen, a couple of Alabama players not saying that that's what's going to happen. But And this is the second time this inning that Mike Bartling will walk out to break up a huddle at the circle. Now, no more huddles can happen, right? Well, the catcher can still go out all they want, but if a coach comes back into the circle, then they got to take the right. – they either have to take the pitcher out or the coach is ejected. Right. As we learned at Fullerton, unfortunately, <laughs> this year. Well, here's Katie South ahead on the count. Two balls and no strikes with a runner at first in a scoreless game in the fifth. The pitch to sell. In for a strike. That ball looked like it was exactly where the previous two pitches were. Katie is four for her last nine, scored two runs, and has driven in two runs. In fact, she has been one of the Sooner stars since the start of the postseason. As Osorio stares in, the 2-1 pitch, ripped up the middle, base hit. First Sooner hit, rounding second and heading for third is Pinley. She'll get there without a throw. Katie Self stays hot. The Sooners have runners at first and third with one out here in the top, bottom of the fifth inning. And time is called. What a scoring opportunity here for Oklahoma, just like Alabama had in the top half of the fifth inning. Katie Self, in her last five games, has been absolutely on fire now. She is the Sooner leading hitter and is batting 400. Wow. She is seven for her last 14. And here's Leah Wodak. Leah popped out to second base in her only at bat in the third inning. Oklahoma and Alabama are scoreless. Kelsey Arnold is on deck. But it might be a situation where the Sooners could use a pinch hitter. Keep that in mind as Wodak digs in. Asoria rocks and fires. Popped up. Get out of play. It doesn't. Oh, two away. Rough at bat for Wodak. First pitch swinging. Pops it up. Lafayette ranges over towards the dugout. And here comes the Sooners' first pinch hitter of the game. Well, we think. And I'm going to guess, based on the fact that Macy Hatfield and Tori Nershall don't have on a helmet, we're going to see Paris Townsend here. Runners at first and third. The Sooners have finally scratched their first hit in the bottom of the fifth inning. And indeed, it will be the Sooner senior from Holland Hall. When you want to talk about someone who can put on a show in batting practice, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Paris Townsend is that player. She did not get in a bat against Osorio in the OU game against Alabama earlier this year. And being a senior, this is her first appearance in the Women's College World Series. This is her first 
at bat in the postseason so far. She's been a defensive replacement at first base on two occasions. Here we go. No spot bigger here for the Sooners. Runners at first and third, two outs. Osorio stares in. The pitch in for a strike. If you can get to Aaron Miller, she waits on deck. This is the best rally the Sooners have mounted all night long. This is the first time they've had a runner in scoring position all night long. Can they cash it in? The 0-1 to Townsend, swing and a miss. She went chasing on a high fastball. And she's behind on the count now. No balls and two strikes. Oh, boy. The runner at third is Nicole Penley. The runner at first is Katie Self. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, strike three. The Sooners strand a runner at third. And will head to the sixth inning Still scoreless. Oklahoma gets a one-out walk from Nicole Penley. Their first hit of the game, a base hit up the middle from Katie Self, but a pop-out by Leah Wodak and a strikeout by Paris Townsend leaves them stranded. You're reliving history. More of this classic college game next from Learfield IMG College. This Sooner Classic broadcast is brought to you in part by... For Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma updates, please check out bcbsok.com. With regard to medical treatment, members should call the number on their ID card for answers to their specific benefit questions. Our members' well-being remains our top priority as we continue to monitor developing news about COVID-19. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, website is the best source for all the most up-to-date COVID-19 information. Whataburger is open. The drive-thru is open 24 hours a day. Or order online for curbside pickup between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. daily. Interested in OU football season tickets for the 2020 season? Visit the football ticketing page on Soonersports.com today to fill out an interest form. Don't miss a second of the action. From Learfield IMG College, welcome back to this classic college game. Welcome back to ASA Hall of Fame Stadium. Alabama gets out of a jam against the Sooners in the bottom half of the fifth inning. But if you're an Oklahoma fan, you can take some solace in knowing that you were able to put the bat on the ball against Alexis Osorio, which in all reality is something that hadn't happened against Osorio the last time the Sooners faced him. Yeah. Runners at first and third and uh, two outs, unfortunately couldn't bring him home, and here we sit scoreless in the sixth. Jess? Got to hope they took some confidence away from that, though, seeing a couple of base runners on, on base with Aaron Miller coming up next. Uh, hopefully that, that gave them some confidence going into their next at bat. By the way, as Curtis points out, yes, Georgia being the 16th seed would be the lowest seed, not the highest. But I say six in one hand, <laughs> half a dozen in the other. 16 is a high number, so to me, right. that's a high seed. Leading I knew what you meant. <laughs> Kaylee Case leads things off, takes the first pitch for a strike. Thanks a lot for listening, Curtis. Lisa Jean hits us up on Twitter, so great to have Sports Siren. I guess that's Holly Rowe down right. on the field. And Jessica Cootie. Radio is the best. I would agree, Lisa. <laughs> It's all from the OU Outreach inbox at OU on the air. The 0-1 has popped up into center field. Should be easy for Pinley. 
Angels under it, makes the catch, and there's one away. You talked a little bit about, about Paige and the pitcher's fatigue maybe moving forward, but she couldn't have been any more tired than she was a year ago. And in, oh. in, in game three of that Super Regional, she wants the ball in her hands. You know, Coach Gasso asked her, and she said absolutely 100% ready to go. Um, wants it, needs it, and uh, can handle it. So I, I don't think. think you have to be worried about that with Paige. Well, here's the player that would worry you the most on the stat sheet. But she's 0 for 2 so far. Haley McClinney digs in. The first pitch to the tied center fielder is low for a ball. The senior from Morris, Alabama, is a 447 career hitter. So she's actually off her career average this season. <laughs> she's only hitting 435. Oh. 246 career starts. The 1 0 pitch is an off speed offering that's in for a strike. Good to hear from Harry Taylor listening in. A lot of good stuff, too. Wendy heading to a wedding in Oklahoma from Arkansas. Listening to OU softball. Thanks for listening, Wendy. We appreciate it. Here's the 1 1 pitch. Low ball, too. <laughs> uh, at Coach's Two Cents. Looking like coach pitch right now. Like they have to swing. <laughs> Great young hitters let the nerves go. And I like this from Ruben, who says, I'm sick of the SEC love fest on TV. Joining your call on the radio. There you go, Ruben. We appreciate it. <laughs> At OU on the air, hit us up all night long. Love hearing from you during the broadcast. Let us know where you're listening from. Here's the 2-1 pitch to the always dangerous McClinney. High ball three. Also, shouts out to our buddy Jerry Ostrowski, the biggest Sooner softball supporter I know in the 918. Former standout offensive lineman for the Buffalo Bills. Tight with the Hall and Hall family. Coached, uh, was around. Kelsey Arnold and Paris Townsend, so I know he's pumped to see them in this spot. 3-1 pitch has popped up. Is it going to get out of play? It does. Ooh, nice catch. No, he dropped it in the third row. I thought he had it. I will say, uh, in watching the, I guess, refreshments being served, I've never seen chicken nuggets. I think those are fried pickles. Are they fried? Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> But you and I were at the, the same mind. I was, I was like, just thinking they have all these new buildings here. They they must have new concessions yeah. because I think they're they're walking around with fried pickles. I've never seen that before. <laughs> the 3-2 pitch to McClinney popped up. That's going to get out of play as well. They've been walking around with a tray full of stuff. At John B. Kennedy, my father-in-law, Randy and I are listening as we are going camping and heading from Blanchard to Lake Murray. Safe nice. travels, John. Good to hear from you. Got lots of people listening. Yeah, we need some runs, though. A scoreless game. Put your rally caps on, people. Let's go. 3-2 pitch. Popped up. Foul again. This is a well, or whale, Midas whale. <sighs> this is a heck of an at-bat here from Haley McClinney. And, again, you don't want to get too caught up in how good she is because Oklahoma has done a good job of shutting her down so far tonight. It's a full count. The lefty Parker brings it home. Fouled straight back. And McClinney is doing nothing but staying alive here. She's not necessarily a threat to go yard. She only has five home runs this season. But one of those came against Cal, or excuse me, Samford in the Super Regional. This is the ninth pitch of the at-bat, by the way. Wow. The 3-2 from Parker, bouncer. That could be trouble if it stays fair. Knighton throws to first. She beat it out. I think she ran out of the baseline. 
But again, that could have been one of those plays that Shea could have decided to try to let it go and see if it goes foul. But Shea felt like she had a play, and when she went to tag McClinney, McClinney had veered towards the right just a bit. The umpire called a fair ball, and it how didn't. far out is out of, is the base path? That's about as far as you can go. I mean, she was on the grass. She was on the grass, but there's been no protest from Patty Gasso, and Alabama has its third hit of the game and its most dangerous base runner, and Haley McClinney, who has 22 stolen bases this season. Here's Chandler Dare, takes the pitch outside for a ball. Dare's a slapper, so she'll get that running start in the batter's box. A threat to maybe lay down a bunt here. Communication taking place with Kelsey Arnold and Kaylee Clifton behind Paige Parker to make sure they understand who's covering here. We're in the sixth of a scoreless game. The 1-0 is a beautiful bunt, but they may have a play at second base. Nope, Romero goes to first instead and gets the out. It looked for a moment like they might have a play at first. But this might be one of the better situations, even though there's two outs, for Alabama to put a notch on the scoreboard here with Leona Lafaele, their best power hitter, stepping to the plate with a runner at second and two outs. This is the first at bat Lafaele has had today with a runner in scoring position. This is her first at bat with a runner on base, and Patty Gasson wants to make sure everyone's on the same page as the Hall of Fame coach will trot out to the circle. Saw her son, DJ, who's season at Bradley as a junior on their baseball team, just came to an end as they unfortunately did not advance to the postseason. So good to see DJs here, along with her husband, Jim. Gasso family well represented. And in the dugout, too, with JT and Andrea. Right. I think this is, the week. On the way. this is the week when we find out if the baby's going to be <laughs> a boy or a girl, too. I think that... Uh, Appointment is scheduled for later this week, ne next week, excuse me, well after the season is wrapped up. What a year. This is a really long, and as far as Patty Gasso meetings in the circles go, this is about as long as, as you'll see. I, I wonder if there might be a conversation about maybe putting Lafaele on base. That would be something that you don't typically see for Oklahoma. And that's, that's exactly what they're going to do. And in softball, you do have to throw four pitches. Remember, there is a rule in Major League Baseball. There's a rule change potentially coming in Major League Baseball. I don't know if it's been approved yet, where you won't actually have to go through the process of throwing all four pitches. Ooh, that one was scary as it went high. This is the first intentional walk that I think Oklahoma has issued all season long. We'll have to get on Carl Anderson to see when the last intentional walk Oklahoma actually had was. But this is the first time we've seen it this year. And it's a 3-0 count to Lafaele, who was 0-2. But I think Oklahoma likes the matchup much better with Grantham than they do with the dangerous Lafaele. So here comes Peyton Grantham, the sophomore out of Daphne, Alabama, hitting just 254 on the season. And no pinch run. Again, Ma Mary Cranick will be the pinch runner here, so she'll run for Lafaele, who will re-enter when given the opportunity. It's like a chess game between these two coaches right now. Absolutely. I, 
I've got a pit in my stomach right now. I don't know if I've ever been this nervous in my life. And there's runners at first and second. Oh, you don't have to be nervous with Paige Parker in the circle. Grantham is 0 for 2. Grounded out to third in the second, struck out in the fourth. She bats here with runners at first and second and two outs. She shows bunt, pulls it back, swings through a fastball right by her for strike one. Grantham was 0 for against the Sooners the last time the two teams met. She awaits the 0-1 offering. High ball one. Reagan Dykes waits on deck. This is an eerily similar game, and we got to go back a long way to the first game of the season between OU and Minnesota, and the last time these two teams met. The 1-1 is popped up into shallow right field. Clifton ranges out, calls for it, makes the catch. The side is retired. The threat is averted. We are still scoreless. You're reliving history. More of this classic college game next from Learfield IMG College. You're listening to another Sooner Classic. Brought to you in part by Express Employment Professionals is a premier workforce management provider to Sooner Nation. To find a job or make your next hire, visit ExpressPros.com. Cruising Auto Spa. All full services are back open, and we disinfect everything as we go and before we give it back to you. Need an oil change? Cruising Auto Spa will take care of you. You don't even have to leave your car. They are also offering free exterior washes for any healthcare worker. It's time to add some boneless wings to your Wingstop delivery order. Available in any of their 11 mouth-watering flavors. So go ahead and crush those spicy, saucy, sweet, and sassy cravings. Go to Wingstop.com now and get delivery to your door. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. From Learfield IMG College, welcome back to this classic college game. Everyone breathe. We head to the bottom (laughs) of the sixth inning. It'll be the top of the lineup for Oklahoma. Miller, Clifton, and Knight. Aaron has had two really tough at-bats for Oklahoma. She has struck out twice. And she'll try to set the table for the Sooners here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Osorio v. Parker, round five. These two pitched every game against each other in last year's Super Regional. Osorio won two of those three matchups. The Sooners won the matchup earlier this year. We go to the bottom of the sixth inning with goose eggs all over the scoreboard. Still waiting for TV to return from a timeout. Here they are. The winner here will play tomorrow night at 8.30. The loser tomorrow at 2, at 1.30, excuse me. The first pitch to Miller, swing and a miss. She was way out in front of what looked to be an off-speed offering from Osorio for strike one. Aaron's average, when you're hitting around 400, is automatically going to drop just a bit. She's at 396, having been 0 for 2 here today. But leads the Sooners in every prudent statistical category almost offensively. The 0-1 is a bunt that's fouled straight back and off the netting. Against Bama, she's played five games now. This is her sixth. She's hitting 308 against the Tide. 
four for 13. She scored two runs and has an on-base percentage of 438. And that was prior to tonight. Well, last night into tonight. <laughs> she did get in at bat last night before the rains came for the Sooners in the first inning. Only her, Clifton, and Knighton saw the batter's box last night. The 0-2 pitch to Miller is high for a ball, one and two. That's the challenge right there, is laying off that pitch from Alexis Osorio. It is hard because, as it was described to me, it looks like a strike up until the last minute, and then it hits the elevator. And that elevator is going up. <laughs> Might want to make that clear. 1-2 pitch, long break here between pitches by Osorio, and that thing bounced about midway between the circle and home plate. Two balls and two strikes. Alabama and Georgia have already moved on. They will not play until tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. The early game tomorrow will be an elimination game between UCLA and Florida State. UCLA at 12. Florida State the 8th seed. There's a ground line shot right at the third baseman. Grantham didn't have to move, and there's one away. I thought that might have taken a hop, but it's a line shot, and Grantham snagged it right off the turf for, one away, uh, for the first out of the inning. Nice shot by Miller. Unfortunately, an even better play by Grantham over at third, and there's one out. Here's Kale. 0 for 1, did reach base on a walk back in the first inning. Shea Knighton waits on deck. And again, the winner of this game has to wait until 8.30 tomorrow night. The loser tomorrow afternoon at 1.30. Here's the first pitch to Clifton. Misses outside for a ball. And again, Will... Be waiting around to see either the winner or loser, depending on how these final couple of innings go, between LSU and Michigan. Seems like they always play the late games, though. I think <laughs> they're probably used to it. The 1-0 pitch to Clifton. Inside corner, strike one, one and one. Keep well, the tweets coming at OU on the air. I'm sorry, Jess. I was going to say, when they won the national championship, uh, Back in 2013, I almost brought a sleeping bag up here because <laughs> they were up here so late every night. We could have been here pretty late last night. I don't know if the field ever would have dried out. The 1-1, Kaylee gives it a hard swing and fouls it down the right side out of play. A ball and two strikes. Good to hear from Holly Van Cleve listening in Kansas. Big Michigan fan here anxiously waiting the next game. Thanks for the updates during the rain yesterday. No problem, Holly. Ruben says, I have the cigar going and may need to add the bourbon to get the OU rally started. <laughs> whatever, whatever scores run, do, whatever scores runs, Ruben, we're all about it, man. <laughs> Here's the 1-2 pitch to Clifton. Ooh, nearly hit her up and in ball two. Kaylee is the team leader in walks. 35 walks. She's the team leader, having been hit by 15 pitches. I guess with a walk earlier in this game, she now has 36 career ups uh, well career because she's only a freshman but walks on the season the 2-2 to Clifton and side ball three here's some oohs and ahs from the Alabama fans thinking that was a strike now the Sooner fans come to life three balls two strikes Osorio stares in in a scoreless game, she brings it home. Pop fouling out of play. 
I like what Jay Irby's doing at Boomer Sooner. Watching OU with the sound down, listening online to get more balanced play-by-play. -play. <laughs> Let's get some runs, Boomer Sooner. I don't know how balanced this is. I, I, I hey, think it's I'd balanced say if you're a Sooner fan. <laughs> I think it's pretty one-sided, but we'll take it. Thanks for listening, Jay. Three balls, two strikes. One out here in the sixth. Clifton awaits the pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three, two away. Second strikeout of the game for Clifton. Eighth strikeout of the game for Asaria. Here's Shay Knight. She's 0 for 2. But as we know from watching her throughout her career slash season so far, what she's done prior to this at bat is irrelevant. She was 0 for 2 when she blasted the game-winning home run back in March. The first pitch is in for a strike. Why don't you do it again, Shay? Get a run here, put the Sooners in a position to end this thing in the seventh. This resumption is pushing now the hour 30-minute mark. It's been an incredibly fast-paced game. The 0-1 popped foul and out of play. Is that counting last night? Well, if you count last night, do you have to count the entire rain delay? <laughs> well, I was just thinking I think we were 30 minutes in, so we're at two hours total. We are about 6.30 whenever the rains came. Might have been sooner than that. I think we were able to, I think about 6.20, to be honest with you. So we're just, we're broaching the two-hour mark for this game. Here's the 0-2 to Clifton, well outside, 1-2. and two. Getting a lot of comments about the K-Zone that ESPN is using because home plate umpire Mike Bartling seems to have a rather high strike zone that is not coinciding with what ESPN is using to basically define the strike zone. The one-two pitch to Knighton popped up foul and out of play. Here's the struggle that we have is we have a very unique angle, mm -hmm. which is just to the third base side of home plate. It's not even down the line. I mean, it is directly angled from the plate. So as far as if uh, calls are high or out of the strike zone. This is as challenging, Jess, of a position that I, I know I have. And I'm just curious, for, for you, it's tough to tell what's a good call and what isn't, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I keep looking over here at the monitor because <laughs> they'll, they'll show replays, you know, a lot. And you kind of see a little bit of the pitches, but. So we can't help you out on that one, but so far it's been good for both sides, right? The one-two pitch tonight. Ooh, that misses outside ball, too. Shea has started the last 29 games at first base. She had 11 previous starts at second, started seven games as the designated player, and even started two games out in right field and one in left. The 2-2 pitch is an off-speed that's grounded up the middle. Base hit! That ball just trickled through the infield, and the Sooners have a two-out base runner on their second hit of the game. A single from Shea Knight. Coach Gasso walking over to the dugout there just a second ago, just, you know, getting amped up a little bit, trying to keep, keep the energy up there in the dugout. It's easy to maybe get down a little bit when you've only had one run through five and two-thirds, but that brought the Sooner faithful to life as they're all standing behind the Sooner dugout. I was going to say, say the same thing. you got to maybe get a little di bit discouraged, but you see Katie Self right there just kind of leading the charge, trying to get everybody up. That's the senior captain. Here's Sid Romero, the first pitch. 
high for a ball. Sid went high ball swinging her last time up and ripped one to right field. Absolutely smoked it. That was after one of the more auspicious swings that Romero has taken this season. Auspicious? I, I've got it at Google up to try to come up with more words. The 1-0 is ripped. Deep to center field at the wall. Oh, it's caught. Oh, no. Right at the track, <sighs> McClinney reached up. And I guess you can argue if she took a home run away from Romero, a high five from Patty Gasso, as Sid Romero just missed going yard. Yeah, that was gone. McClinney reached up and took it off the top of the wall. We watched the replay here. I might have hit off the top of the wall. But a big momentum swing for Alabama just when it looked like Sid Romero had given the Sooners the lead. We head to the seventh. Oklahoma and Alabama are scoreless. And that was a near moment as Sid Romero launched a shot to the deepest part of the ballpark. And Haley McClinney reached up and took a home run away from him. Though it wasn't a necessarily spectacular play by McClinney in center field, but she made it look routine on a ball that I guess we could say would have easily left Marita Hines field. Comes up just short here. It'll be the six, excuse me, the five, six, and seven hitters. Oh, this, yeah, the five, six, and seven <laughs> hitters here for Alabama as we play on in the seven. Still think you can look at that as a, as a positive because Aaron Absolutely. Miller hit the ball hard. Shea got on base and then you saw um, uh, Sydney there get, get a rip. So at least they're getting a hold of it. That was close. By the way, thanks to Kendra, at OK Cup fan. Love listening to Sooner Softball in Houston. Thanks, Kendra. Nice. Love to hear from you guys as well as the game rolls on here in the seventh. Now the Sooners are in position for a walk-off, just like the last time these two teams met. So keep those tweets coming at OU on the air, and we'll see if we can't find a way to give Oklahoma a few runs and come away with a W and square off against the winner of LSU and Michigan, which will start tonight. And here's the first pitch to Reagan Dykes, doubled in the fifth. The first pitch is in for a strike. Dykes is one for two. She's the hottest hitting Crimson Tide player in the postseason. She is seven for 16 in the postseason. And as we mentioned, she was one for three against Oklahoma when these two teams met back in March. Here's the 0-1, high for a ball, one and one. I agree with Renita White on Twitter. These two should really be playing in the finals. What a game. Right. Yeah, I don't think that's, unfortunately, a possibility. There was a, a lot of discussion among those who cover both Alabama and Oklahoma that regardless of the hype around Michigan, we think whoever wins this game might come out of this bracket. The 1-1 is an off-speed offering that's in for a strike, 1-2. and two. That looked pretty nasty from this angle. I like this from Jerry. He goes, I'm sitting right down in front of you, and I thought that was out of here. <laughs> You're not alone, Jerry. <laughs> Keep him coming. That OU on the air. LSU and Michigan after we're done here. 1-2. Low for a ball, 2-2. Two and two. They, Jerry's got some good seats down there. Oh, he does? Yeah, I see? I, see him? Yeah, I guess I should be envious of those. My goodness. He's got that same view of the strike zone that we do. Only his is a little bit better. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. 
Two balls, two strikes. Nobody out in a scoreless game in the seventh. The pitch ripped right at Romero, one away. And that'll bring Demi Turner to the plate, the designated player who's 0 for 1. This is where you get to the part of the lineup for Alabama where you can't afford a walk, you can't afford an error. The Sooners have been flawless in the field. They'll take advantage of what might be the weakest part of the Bama lineup. The pitch to Turner. In for a strike. And there is the first key jumping on top, and that's exactly what Paige Parker did. Andrea Hawkins waits on deck. You have to wonder where she might be mentally after being pinch hit for in a huge scoring situation. Back in the fifth inning, the 0-1 is a bouncer towards short. Arnold gloves throws, got her! Two away. Always, That's a tough play because of the speed of Turner going to first. I always kind of breathe a sigh of relief, though, when it's hitting Kelsey Arnold's direction. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's going to be smooth. And here comes Hawkins. For those of you already looking ahead, the Sooners will have the five, six, and seven hitters in the bottom of the seventh inning. Two outs here in the top half. The pitch to Hawkins. Little line shot down the right field line. Could be trouble, it is. Rounding first and heading towards second is Hawkins. She'll slide in with a two-out double. And that'll bring Sidney Booker to the plate. The shortstop is one for two. Had a line drive double. Paige Parker wants a new softball. And Hawkins has incredible speed on the base paths. Seven for nine in stolen base opportunities so far this season. Would seriously doubt she'll be running here with two outs in the seventh. And that's the fourth hit for Alabama to just two for Oklahoma. Booker digs in. The pitch. She waits on an off-speed offering, decides not to offer at it, and takes it for a strike. Runner in second. Two outs. Who will blink first? That's the question of the night. The Sooners have been in this position before, as has Alabama. The 0-1 is high for a ball, 1-1. One and one. On deck is Callie Case. The bottom half of the lineup, which is vulnerable for Alabama, has really been the only spot. They've done some damage tonight. Double from Hawkins, the double from Booker earlier today. Here's the 1-1 pitch to Booker. Takes it high for a ball, two and one. Page walks to the back of the circle, stares into the Sooner dugout to get the call from Sooner pitching coach Melissa Lombardi. She stares at her wristband, toes the rubber. Rocks and fires with the 2-1 pitch. Check swing, high ball three. Ooh. And time is called as Leah Wodak's going to jog out to the circle. And make sure all is right with Paige Parker. Aaron Miller now having a conversation with Kaylee Clifton, the second baseman. We might not have a good angle, but that one looked pretty good to me. That looked like a really good pitch. Three balls and a strike. Parker brings it home. High ball four. 
And that was another good-looking pitch. And honestly, that might not be a bad walk. I was just going to say the same thing. Because now you got to force out. And, and nobody hurt. Just going to get this batter right here. You still got two outs. The concern is the speed at second base of Hawkins. And here comes Callie Case, a Sewanee, Georgia native, who is 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a fly out to center field. She squares to bunt, pulls it back, takes a strip ball high. Well, you don't want to get into a situation where you have the bases loaded for Haley McClinney. And I think Leah Wodak notices that and will jog out and have a conversation again with Paige Parker. Patrick Murphy. Looked like Leah had made a motion to Paige. Just, you know, relax a little bit here. This is the first Women's College World Series that Paige Parker has participated in. Obviously for all the freshmen as well, too. But outside of Aaron Miller, Paris Townsend, and Katie Self, no other sooner has been in this moment. Time is called. A little gamesmanship going on here. But they have been in some, some big moments oh, and big games. Maybe not on, on this exact stage, but. Case shows bunt. The 1-0 pitch. High ball two. DJ Sanchez always talks about those close misses. And she's on the broadcast with us. Unfortunately, these haven't really been close misses, and Melissa Lombardi realizes this and will take the long, slow walk out to the circle with a scoreless game in the seventh inning. A 2-0 count with two outs for Parker. Michigan's up there on the berm as well. Taking in the uh, excitement. Coach Hutch getting her team ready. OU played Michigan earlier this year in Palm Springs. And for fans of offensive Softball might have been one of the more entertaining games this season. Of course, I guess the ace in the hole that the Sooners have against Michigan is Paige Parker was unavailable in that game. She had wrenched her knee in warm-ups after pitching against Oregon State. And after the first game was unavailable for the next four. Yet the Sooners still won three of those next four games. 2-0 count here to Case. You would have to imagine... The left fielder is taking all the way here. The pitch popped up, foul, and out of play. I don't know if she swung at ball three or not, but she obviously had a good feeling about it. The runner at second is Andrea Hawkins, a two-out double. Booker over at first. She walked. The ever-dangerous Haley McClinney waits on deck. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Out straight back, two balls and two strikes. Page has rallied all the way back. And now the Sooners are one pitch away from getting an opportunity to walk off Alabama again. The crowd comes to their feet. Everybody comes to their feet. The 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss, strike wow. three. She struck her out on a nasty off-speed pitch. And Case drilled herself into the ground. And the Sooners keep it scoreless. 
You're reliving history. More of this classic college game next from Learfield IMG College. This Sooner Classic broadcast is brought to you in part by Phillips 66, proud supporters of the Oklahoma Sooners. Phillips 66, live to the full. OU Extended Campus, providing degrees online, on-site, and on your schedule. Become the tradition, OU Extended Campus. Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy Store, farm fresh for over 50 years. From Learfield IMG College, welcome back to this classic college game. It'll be a view, Henley and South. Falle is 0 for 2. But she can end it with one swing of the bat here in the bottom of the seventh inning. The pitch from Osorio is popped straight back for a strike one and out of play. Falle struck out in the second. Hit a fly ball to left field that looked like it could be trouble in the fifth. As sooner as you just get a sense, are starting to get a beat on Alexis Osorio. The 0-1 is fouled straight back, and a view is in the hole. No balls and two strikes. How completely different of a game this feel of a game is this one compared to the other two we've already seen here at the World Series. Unreal. <laughs> so Absolutely tense. unreal. Asorio brings home the 0-1. That's high. That was a heck of a play by Dykes behind home plate to go up and get that. Are they? Yeah, they're correcting the count on the scoreboard. The scoreboard had it 1-1. It's a ball and two strikes. I don't know why the umpire turned back to make the sign towards the press box. The 1-2. Line foul down the left side. We'll do it again. Ball A, the freshman. Now to doubt one of the better personalities on the team. Though they said when she made her initial recruiting visit, she didn't talk to anybody but Sid. Really? Because she was, she was nervous. She wasn't comfortable. Oh, she is beyond comfortable now. Oh, yeah. Here's the one-two to a view. Oh, it hit oh. her in the head. And she claps her hands She's as pumped. she jogs down to first base. You ever think anybody would be so happy to get hit in the face? Wow. And the Sooners have their leadoff hitter aboard for the first time tonight. And here comes Nicole Penley. And the Sooners will use a pinch runner here. It will likely be Reagan Rogers. I think. Well, yep, here we go. No, they're not going to. They're going to stick with Fall 8. Butch Gasso had pulled out her lineup card and was talking with the home plate umpire. JT Gasso pops out now. This is a bunning situation, you would assume, with Katie Self and the way she's hit the ball recently waiting on deck. Henley looks down at her wristband to get the proper sign as she digs in. The pitch to Nicole. High ball one. Nicole has not registered an at-bat tonight. She is 0 for 2. The 1-0 pitch shows bunt, takes a strike. 
the winner plays tomorrow night against the winner of Alab excuse me, LSU and Michigan. Tense moments here. The versatile Paige Park, or excuse me, the versatile Nicole Penley digs in. Paige Parker is also versatile. And she has been solid tonight. The 1-1 to Penley. Swing and a miss, 1-2. She got a running start at that. And couldn't do anything with it. And now she's behind on the count, a ball and two strikes. Sooners get the leadoff hitter aboard for the first time tonight. In a scoreless game in the bottom of the seventh inning. The 1-2. Ground ball towards short off the shortstop's glove, though she recovers in time, picks it up, and touches the bag to get the force out and one away. Well, that was a comedy of errors for Booker at short, but she was able to compose herself enough to finally grab the ball on the slow roller on that rise ball. It hit off the heel of her glove. She then dropped it, picked it up, and touched the bag well before a view slides in. And here comes Katie Self. So you'll exchange the runner at first. You'll trade a view for Pinley. Or excuse me, Pinley for a view. I apologize. And put an out on the board. Patty Gasso is having a long conversation with the third base umpire, Craig Hyde. He was responsible for shifting over and making that call at second base. Coach might just want to be buying some time here to kind of calm things down. That looked to be the right call at second base based on the replay. At least that I saw, Jess. What'd you think? Yeah, I thought, thought she had her out. So here's the hottest hitting sooner over the last six games, Katie Self. With a runner at first and one out in a scoreless game. Leah Wodak waits on deck. Alexis Osorio has allowed only two sooner hits tonight. The pitch to self is in for, oh, it's high for a ball. And Katie has one of those two hits. She struck out in the second, grounded a single back up the middle in the fifth. The sooner section and the section behind it is standing. Led by Aaron Miller's parents in the front <laughs> row. That's not surprising. Not surprising at all. The 1-0 pitch to self. Katie pops one to right field. It's in play for Hawkins, who makes the catch, and there's two away. Thought for the moment, and might have a little bit more carry on it. And here comes Leah Wodak. Definitely a... Hitter who could end this game with one swing of the bat. She's fourth on the team with seven home runs. Second on the team with two triples. One of those home runs was an inside-the-park home run against Oregon State, which tied that wild game in the seventh inning. Can she walk off Alabama? The first pitch is high for a ball. Pinley has had a jog off first a couple of times, but... Nothing really too threatening that says she might be in motion here. The second baseman, Dare, is standing essentially on the outfield grass, deep at second. The 1-0 pitch to Wodak is high for a ball, 2-0. Hitters count here for the Sooner sophomore catcher. Alabama is one out away from extra innings. 
the Sooners are one swing away from potentially playing tomorrow night in the winner's bracket. Here's the 2-0 pitch from Osorio in four strike, 2-1. and one. They are playing Wodak surprisingly shallow in center field, but keep in mind that's McClinney has the kind of speed to where she can make up ground in either direction. Wodak has the kind of speed where if she can put it in the gap, she can run for days too. The 2-1 is fouled straight back. Out of play, two balls and two strikes. Now the Alabama fans come to their feet. The Sooner fans haven't sat down. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. The runner at first is Pinley. Scoreless game in the bottom of the seventh. The pitch to Wodak. Fouled straight back. She stays alive. That was a nasty pitch. For those that aren't familiar with the setup here at ASA Hall of Fame Stadium, the netting connects from the overhang down to the bar. It's a net that kind of protects those fans from foul balls. The ball will kind of funnel down back to the field, and the fans will ooh accordingly as the ball rolls down. That's the best way I can describe it. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Wodak, swing and a missed strike three. We're going to extra innings. My goodness, Osorio has been just flat nasty. And Alabama will bring the top of the lineup to the plate as we head to the eighth inning. Along with Jessica Cootie, who's been kind enough to hang out with us. I'm Chris Plank. We head to extra innings. Oh, you and Alabama are scoreless. So How what's many extra innings have as OU played this year? This would be their first uh, Minnesota game, I believe, was extra innings that we played in at home. That was a Wednesday night game. Uh, beyond that, there hasn't been too many. There weren't any during Big 12 play. So the bad news for the Sooners is their last extra inning game didn't go so well. Uh, I guess the good news is that was a much different kind of game than what we've seen so far here tonight. That was a game that was a slugfest between Oklahoma and Minnesota. And I think, yeah, 12-10 to 10 was the final score of that game. The Sooners seem to have that game well in hand before Minnesota rallied. And that is the only extra inning game that Oklahoma has played so far this season. Here's Haley McClinney. Let's keep her off base. She singled her last time up, one for three. The first pitch from Parker is in for a strike. There you go. Sooners have played a heck of a lot of five and six inning games so far this year, <laughs> but only one in extra innings. And it was in the 10th. Yep. The 0-1 pitch popped up. Easy play for Kelsey Arnold. In the outfield, Grass makes the catch, and that is a big out. One away. And here's Chandler Dare. Perusing through Alabama's schedule so far this season. They have played one extra inning game. And that was in the regionals, the super regionals, excuse me, when they beat Washington 2-1. to one. It's the only extra inning game that they've played so far this season. So each team won extra inning game. Alabama's more recently. They won theirs. OU lost its first pitch to Chandler Dare is high for a ball. 
Dare is 0 for 2. Had the sack bun her last time up. Wide out to left field in the fourth and hit a little looper to short in the first. Here's the 1-0. In for a strike, 1-1. One one. Waiting on deck is Leona Lafaele. Intentionally walked her last time up. Alabama looking to get their offense going here against Parker. The 1-1. Swing and a miss. Strike two. Alabama has four hits and two walks. And that's been their entire offense. The Sooners just two hits and two walks as well. Make that three walks for the Sooners. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Two away. And here comes Lafaele. 0 for 2 so far tonight. Lafaele on the season is the team leader in home runs and RBIs. 15 home runs, 61 RBIs. Third on the team with nine doubles. She digs in here looking to give Alabama a run. The first pitch is in for a strike. Parker stares at her wristband, toes the rubber, steps back, brings home the 0-1. Low for a ball, 1-1. One one. The nervous energy right now at ASA <laughs> Stadium is palpable, to say the least, especially with Lafaele at the plate. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Off speed, low for a ball, 2-1. Pretty good hitter's count here for the three-hole hitter for Alabama. Parker has had her numbers so far tonight. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Popped up, but it's going to get out of play. No, Romero ranges over, makes the catch. Three up and three down. Paige what Parker answering the call. A big inning from Paige Parker. We head to the bottom of the eighth inning. It'll be the 9-1 and two hitters for Oklahoma. The Sooners and the Crimson Tide are scoreless. You're reliving history. More of this classic college game next from Learfield IMG College. Toby Rowland here for Covenant Roofing, a family-owned and operated business where you will receive quality products at an affordable price. The best roof for the least out-of-pocket expense. You need no money down when you choose Covenant Roofing. They have an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau and have received the Super Service Award from Angie's List every year. Call 405-720-6200 for a free estimate. You'll be happy you chose Covenant Roofing. We do it right the first time. When the craving hits, Wingstop delivers. Because nothing's better than our wings in 11 mouth-watering, soul-satisfying flavors. Go boneless, go classic, Go lemon pepper or spicy Korean Q. Whatever you choose, you'll be satisfied. Go to Wingstop.com now and get it delivered right to your door. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. From Learfield IMG College, welcome back to this classic college game. Sooners popped out of the dugout to get their crowd fired up. And as they've done the last... 
handful of innings, the Sooners, the Sooner fans are all standing in section seven, just behind the Oklahoma dugout. That is where the Oklahoma fans are, the Alabama fans across the way, as you might expect, just behind the Alabama dugout. And this has been one whale of a pitcher's battle, duel, showdown, whichever way you want to put it, Jess. And it's only fitting that it would come down to an opportunity again for Aaron Miller, who waits on deck after she's had a couple of bad at-bats here tonight. Just six total hits in this ballgame. It's wild. Absolutely wild. I would have never believed that if you would have told me that. Here's Kelsey Arnold. Eerily similar, too, to the game in March, except we have extra innings. Arnold takes the first pitch low for a ball. Kelsey was pinch hit for back in the fifth inning. She bunted in her only at bat so far today and bunted back to the pitcher for a ground out. Miller waits on deck. Kaylee Clifton in the hole. The 1-0 is outside for a ball, 2-0. Word that is best used to describe Kelsey Arnold as a gamer. Her season average had been right around 400 a majority of the season and above it. It's dipped a bit, but it's still 390. The 2-0 pitch. High for a ball, 3-0 count. And this is the kind of speed you want on the base paths as Oklahoma looks to get its leadoff hitter aboard for the second straight inning. The 3-0 pitch. Strike one. The sun is starting to set, though it is, I think, still a factor for Hawkins out and right. She still appears has the shades out there. Her fans sitting in those right field stands. That's a problem right now. The 3-1 pitch outside, ball four. That's huge. And the Sooners leader in stolen bases is on to start the bottom of the eighth inning. And here's Aaron Miller. You would have to think, you would have to imagine that this would be a bunting situation. But with Aaron Miller, you, you don't know. Maybe they let her swing away. Miller hit a bomb out of here against Oklahoma State when those two teams played earlier this year. She shows bunt, pushes a bunt, foul, strike one. That pinch, or that game-ending home run, that walk-off home run. I don't know if I want to get too carried away here, but that thing might have gotten over the temporary <laughs> stands in right field. It was one it of, was it was a smoked. blast. So she has the capability. Second on the team with nine home runs. Team leader in doubles, hits, average, runs. And a big stop, spot here for the senior. She's 0 for 3, the 0 1 pitch. Bunts it foul. And she's behind on the count 0 2. It doesn't appear as if Aaron is going with the typical sacrifice on her bunt. She's really pushing it. Almost looks like she was trying to push it past the third baseman, Grantham, who was charging hard. We're in the eighth of a scoreless game. Here's the 0-2 pitch from Osorio. 
popped foul and out of play. We'll do it again. First real swing that Miller's had in this at bat. We owe you a station break. We'll take it after Aaron's at bat. No balls, two strikes. We're in the bottom of the eighth. Patty Gasso stares in. Shouts at her dugout to make some noise. Alexis Osorio, the Alabama hurler, brings home the 0-2. It's outside for a ball, 1-2. and two. ASA Hall of Fame Stadium, the College World Series. The 1-2 pitch in a scoreless game to Aaron Miller is lined right at the third baseman. They throw to try to get Arnold at first. The ball gets away from the first baseman. Kelsey jumps up and gets to second base. So the sacrifice in a roundabout way works for Oklahoma after the line shot by Aaron Miller, and there's one away with a runner at second. Wow, what a break. That's the third shot the Sooners have hit at third. Grantham has made every play. She tried to throw behind Arnold at first. The ball got away from LaFelle, and the sacrifice works. Kind of. Meeting in the circle. Now Patty Gasso is going to bring Kelsey Arnold off the field to chat with Kaylee Clifton. What a spot for the freshman, Melissa Lombardi, making her way from the first base coach's box. And what a spot here for Oklahoma. This meeting at the mound is not, it's not really being, I guess, governed yet by the home plate umpire, who has kind of been quick to head out to the circle and break up these meetings so far tonight. Here he lets it go as, I guess, Coach Gasso calling timeout has kind of been part of that. Bartling's had enough. He walks over and breaks up the, as Toby would say, sugar huddle <laughs> with the Sooner hitter Kaylee Clifton, the on-deck batter Shea Knighton, and the base runner Kelsey Arnold. Kaylee is 0 for 2. She walked back in the first and has struck out twice. Big spot for the freshman against Alexis Osorio. Anything in play might win this for the Sooners. The pitch to Clifton is high for a ball. Kaylee had the 30-game streak reaching base end in controversial fashion against Ole Miss when she was called back after being hit by a pitch. Umpire said she did not try to get out of the way. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Popped foul, 1-1. Kaylee, the All-Big 12 freshman team, first team All-Region, the 2016 All-Big 12 second team, has played first, or excuse me, has started every game at second base since the March 18th game against Cal State Fullerton. Next game was Saturday morning against Grand Canyon, and she's been the second baseman ever since. She has a 1-1 count here with a chance to send the Sooners home with a win. The pitch from Osorio is high for a ball, 2-1. 36 now consecutive starts make it for Clifton, who has struggled just a bit in the postseason. She's just 3 for 16. And all three of those hits came against Louisiana Lafayette on Thursday in the first round of the Super Regionals. Also had a home run in that game. Tighter career high, the 2-1. That's in for a strike, two balls and two strikes. Judging by Kaylee's body language, Jess, I don't know if she agreed with that too much. Yeah. 
2-2 pitch. Asario's going to wait, though. She steps to the back of the circle. Great speed at second base with Arnold. Alexis stares in, wipes her hand on her thigh. Brings home the 2-2 pitch. Popped foul again. Kaylee wastes a good pitch there. That was pitch 128. My word. There are three softballs now that are stuck behind home plate. This is very similar to what happened last night. Home plate umpire makes sure that he lets the Sooner dugout know he needs three more softballs. We still have another game tonight. Right? <laughs> Everyone's loving this game except for Michigan and LSU. Yeah, they've waited 24 hours from when they were originally going to play, and now they're waiting a little bit longer. The 2-2 pitch to Clifton. Fouled it back again. Good battle. Keep in mind, Shea Knight waits on deck. Boy, they're going to have to work on the engineering of this way of getting balls back down to the field because that is now the fourth softball that is launched <laughs> behind home plate. Remember the game Plinko on the Price is Right? <laughs> kind of reminds me on that uh, of that a little bit. 2-2 pitch to Kelly Clifton. Boy, Sorio being very deliberate. Here it comes. Just misses the inside corner. Three balls and two strikes. The Sooner fans thought it came close to hitting Kaylee. Alabama fans thought it was on the inside corner. Now Kaylee's going to take her time as she walks out of the batter's box. And she played youth softball. She would practice at Reeves Park. And she told her dad when she was eight, year old, eight years old, one day she'd be playing over at Marita Hines Field. She is living the dream. And now an opportunity and a big moment here. The 3-2. Ball four. Oh, that was a close call. <laughs> and Kaylee Clifton, I think, induced a walk there. One away, and here's Shea Knight. And you've got Knighton and Romero. Shea singled her last time up. And Patrick Murphy is absolutely beside himself. He pops out of the dugout to chat with Mike Bartling, the home plate umpire. And now he's not done. He's going to walk out to the circle so he can make sure to have a few more words with Bartling. He checks with the home plate umpire, and now we'll continue out to the circle. We are in the bottom of the eighth inning. We're still scoreless. Macy Hatfield jumps out of the dugout and tries to induce the crowd to get up on their feet. She's joined by the rest of the Sooners. Bottom of the eighth scoreless game. Kelsey Arnold let things off with a walk. Aaron Miller ripped a shot to third. Grantham made a nice play, but committed the first error of the game by trying to throw behind Arnold at first. And the ball got away just enough from Lafayette to allow Arnold to scamper to second base. And then what seemed to be about a 15-pitch at bat for Kaylee Clifton has put runners at first and second for Shea Knight. And the last time Shea Knight was in a position to walk off against Alabama, <laughs> we know what happened. Maybe I might have to clarify that. She did, well, she didn't bat in the seventh inning. So here we go. 
Time is called by night. We mentioned there is it, the intensity has picked up, but also the pace in the intensity picking up is absolutely dead. Where Osorio was a rapid worker early in the game, she has slowed down completely. Mm -hmm. The first pitch to Knighton is lined to right field, pretty deep at the wall. It's gone! It's gone! It's gone! A home run! Shay Knighton did it again! A walk-off, three-run, a home run, and Shay Knighton says, we'll see you tomorrow night. A three-run bomb, and for the second time this season, the Sooners walk off Alabama. They will move on in the winner's bracket to take on the winner of Michigan and LSU tomorrow night in primetime. Wow. How about that? A shot to deep right field by Shea Knighton and Oklahoma in the bottom of the eighth inning walks off with a 3-0 win. This has been a classic college game on the Sooner Sports Network. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.